It's time to get away. And to help get you there, it's Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Here's the host of Travel Bags, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. So glad you guys can join us today. This is Anita, Anita Thomas of the Travel Bags with Anita. And joining me today is Doc Bill. He is back. So good to have you here, Doc Bill. It's been a while since you've been on the show. It has, but it's always great to be back and talk to the people here in North Georgia and the surrounding areas. It is definitely good to have you on board. And today... I know you and I talked about this a little a little bit off uh, you know off the air that we wanted to really focus on Sapelo because recently the island historian and matriarch Cornelia Walker Bailey passed away and everyone is just really you know talking about you know the importance of her work that she was doing around culture and just on the island there and just you know the kind of woman that she was so I wanted us to talk a little bit about that but I wanted you to start off with just talking about maybe your first time that you went to Sapelo. Oh, definitely. Sapelo was a unique place when we first went. I hadn't really heard much about the island. I mean, we were on a honeymoon, and you'd mentioned the fact of Sapelo Island and meeting a, an author over there named Cornelia Bailey, who wrote a book called God, uh, Mr. Dr. Buzzard and the Belito Man. And our first interview, our interacting with Cornelia was incredible. She was very down-to-earth. She had a tremendous knowledge of the island, and we met her. We took a tour of the island, and she just let the land and the local people speak for themselves. And that was really how she told her stories, was really through the experiences, not only her experiences, but just she would include her parents, her brother. You know, she would talk about different people on the island. So it wasn't just only like a story just about her. She really talked about how culture really is about the community. I mean, that really is the definition of culture. Uh, you know, the traditions and the morals and the values of an interacting group of people. And she talked about Sapelo in those terms, which was very cultural. Uh, she was a very unique person, and people like her, there are very fewer and fewer of them around because there are people that define an error, and they've lived that error. A lot of people have read about information or have seen things on the Internet, but Cornelia grew up on the island. She lived the island experience. She was probably one of the last Geechee Gullah people that actually lived the Geechee Gullah life. Um, you know, and there's just few of them around today. So you get an experience of somebody from a, a window in time that's really not available today. Well, that's true. That's true. And and you're absolutely right that she lived the culture and she was still very passionate about it. So many times people grow up in an area and they're kind of ready to get to the big city or, you know, get to a different kind of lifestyle. But she loved that island and she really was the driving force in not only preserving the culture, the Gullah Geechee culture itself, but also to preserving the island itself, the actual land there. So she was really quite, quite amazing. But now I know the two of you were extremely close. She referred to you as her son. <laughs> and I know you had a lot of projects that you worked on together. So what are some of those projects that you were working on with her that I know that you will continue? Well, uh, to sum it up, one, one very positive thing I learned from Cornelia was the idea that sometime in order to go forward, you have to go backwards. And she would look at certain things in the history that people had ideas of or memories of or people still utilize in the day and use those as focal points. And when you could focus on that by going back onto that, you can use that for a future project to unify and pull people together. And one of the projects was the Red P project that we did. 
where we went and got uh, and utilized peas that were on the island that were brought over by former slaves, um, and they were still grown on the island today. And through the help of some of the local chefs, particularly Chef Linton Hopkins in Atlanta, he put a market in place, and Kennedy was quite enthusiastic because we were using something that her people and the people on the island had used for years as a focal point, as a potential to raise money, but also as a conversation point to unite people on the island to look to other projects and things to bring people together. And that was a unique project. Well, I, I think for me, when I look at the projects, and I know you're going to talk about some of the other ones, but the projects that you all were working on together, that one for me is probably the most special because just the history of those peas. And when you think about a little red pea like that, making such a difference and having the potential to make such a difference, I mean, that was the actual pea. It hadn't been hybridized or it hadn't been changed or nothing had happened to it to make it different from the same pea that had come over on the slave ships generations before. And each family would grow enough peas to feed the family and save enough to do the next planting. And just the history and just the culture around that, I just always thought was amazing. Well, it is amazing. And again, it points out a very common fact that people really don't focus on today. In order to have diversity, you have to have segregation. You have to have isolation. And though Byron Islands, like Sapelo, isolated, you can look to them by ferry. So people kept things isolated, and that pea was kept in that culture. Had that pea left that culture, people would have started mixing that pea with other peas, and uh, you would have lost that true, unity diverse, or that Pacific pea. And that's the, the, the value of having that isolation. Cultures can stay intact when they're isolated. Otherwise, when you start getting more mixing, the cultures dilute, and a lot of those things that you think of so special about those cultures uh, go away. That is absolutely true. Now, if you guys are just joining us, I am speaking with Doc Bill, who's joined us again. We're talking about Sapelo. We're talking about some of the projects that he is involved with down on Sapelo Island, and also we are remembering Cornelia Walker Bailey. So, Doc Bill, what else were you guys working on together? Because I know there's some other projects as well. Well, we worked on another project was the Sapelo Island Purple Ribbon Sugar Cane. And this was a project I did with her and uh, the people of Clemson University, particularly Dr. Stephen Kreskovich and Jerome Dixon on the mainland of um, Gourmet Georgia Farms. And it was bringing back a variety of sugarcane that was grown around 1805, um, which was a variety of sugarcane that really got sugarcane going on the mainland United States, that purple ribbon variety. And she was very instrumental in trying to bring the cane back to the island. So we used the mainland as a, as a staging place and our hopes to bring it through. We've had a few setbacks, but even with that, we still march forward. And this fall, we're actually going to harvest some of the cane for syrup, and it'll be the first time we've actually had that variety of cane available for syrup. And that's really exciting to taste what sugar cane used to taste like more than 200 years ago. That is very exciting, and I, I can't wait for your first harvest of that and also to the pressing of that cane for the, for the syrup. Now, what was also unique was that she remembered how a lot of these things were planted, uh, the peas as well as the sugar cane, you know, by you know, her ancestors. So she was quite knowledgeable on some of the old ways of planting as well. She was, and she actually planted a lot of the peas. They've always, you know, she planted peas every year and, and would do that. She was also very skilled in, in field craft which means, you know, skillcraft is the ability to see the wildlife and the things around you as part of your normal surroundings and their usefulness. So she would gather wild herbs and stuff out in the woods and knew how to use them to treat various ailments. Because back when, when she grew up, you know, you couldn't go to a doctor every time you wanted to. So people would use certain plants like life everlasting or another tree they call the toothache tree, which was a prickly ash tree. And then even making ends meet, you know, they would know how to utilize the abundant seafood around, the wild game, 
and she grew up that way and kept that alive. And that was a very interesting thing to always interact with her about. And, and she knew how to do it, and that was the difference. A lot of people talk about this, but she could go out in the woods and she could do it. That is very true. I mean, all of those, uh, all of those skills, as you mentioned, are you know something that will definitely be missed. I know by the people there on the island as they continue the projects. But the good thing is, is that you know her sons are there, and uh, her daughter and family, her husband, you know, who are still involved in doing some of these things as well. But now the sugarcane project. I want to uh, shift over to that just really quickly. I know you guys have this coming up where you're going to do the harvesting and everything at the end of November. Can we find more information on your website there of your farm down on the coast? We'll start posting in the next couple of weeks or so information about the um, purple ribbon sugarcane, the pressing up, and how it's coming along, and some potential places where you could actually get some of the product. We're um, really excited about, and we're going to. We're also going to replant a lot of it well to increase the acreage of it as well. Mm-hmm. And again, it's uh, it's a heritage crop. Uh, the sugar, um, the the sapelo red peas, which are similar to the Sea Island peas, and the uh, Sapelon Purple River Cane are heritage crops in Georgia. Those are crops which were developed in Georgia. And it all centers around when we try to preserve culture. Camelia and myself, as well as Yvonne Grover, to put together a cookbook about the Georgia Barrier Islands. And it's a book we put together, which, again, preserved the culture and had a bunch of recipes and history and stuff right. associated with the food in that region. And that was a neat project to do. It took about two and a half years to put together, but... And again, it preserved the history. It definitely preserved the history. And we will post how people can get all of this information on our website, travelbagswithanita.com, but they can definitely go to georgiacostagourmetfarms.com. Thank you so much, Doc Bill. We appreciate you coming in today and joining us here on Travel Bags with Anita. And you guys sit tight because we have more information and sharing more about Sapelo. Back in a minute. <laughs> 